The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. Can't get enough? Dive back in with discussions about the latest episodes, the dramas, and the storylines from the most entertaining and addictive reality shows you love to hate or hate to love. The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. It's You Get a Rose with Marley McMillan. Woohoo! It is You Get a Rose. Welcome back to the My Talk Bachelor Bachelorette podcast. I'm Marley and Mary's back this week. Hi, Mar. Hi, Mare. Hey. <laughs> um, okay, last night's episode was really fun. Yes. I feel like it was more fun than, la- than uh, last week's episode. I agree. You know, last week was a little boring. It was like they were trying to manufacture a lot of drama with Jordan, and they're still doing that, but but last night was kind of crazy. I was going to say, they're not entirely done manufacturing the Jordan drama. Absolutely not. And I'm personally ready for them to be done. Yeah, I am too. I'm so not amused by that. The The manufactured stuff is just not, you know, it's, I I, I don't know. I know at certain points, if they didn't do any of it, it would be kind of boring, but the -the over-the-top stuff is... It's just, we don't need it. We can see through it. And maybe I'm just having really selective memory right now, but it seems like this is sort of the worst it's ever been. I kind of do, Like, too. the job that they're doing with Jordan is yeah. so over the top. Yes. And I feel like I'm not usually as bothered by I it know. as I am with him for some reason. Again, normally you're just a spoon of ice cream, a spoon of the show, a spoon of ice cream, a spoon of the show. Eating it up <laughs> out of the palm yes. of Chris Harrison's hand. Yes. Really, the only entertaining part about the Jordan drama this week was mm-hmm. the reaction of Jason and Wills yeah, as they were sitting so on the true. couch and yes. they were bursting yes. at the seams. <laughs> giggling about it it was the only part i liked i know i love i love those like moments of bromance as i think we've mentioned before okay so along the lines of jordan david's injury let's just get right into it david fell out of a bunk bed is there a scandal there (laughs) or did he truly fall face first out of a bunk bed i don't know (laughs) i woke up to blake like screaming david's name and then i just see david's not in his bed and he's just like laying there on the ground. Yeah. Straight as a board. Blood everywhere. Yeah. yeah. His face was so bloody at first. As they were putting him on a stretcher, I'm like, this dude just looked like he got attacked by a bear. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah, that's bananas. I just hope that he's doing fine. I know. Things do not add up with that. They really don't. The editing of it was bizarre. I had people asking if it was some sort of something got messed up because of the political interruption. No, I don't think so. Uh -uh. No, I watched it on Hulu and it was really that cryptic. Yeah, and they they said, we're showing you the show in its entirety, and the way that they edited it, though, was so sudden. It was so abrupt. Yes, yes. Yes, And, and then... And then the shot of Jordan and then the dramatic lead up and suspense of wondering what happened. And then Chris Harrison saying he fell out of his bed. Yeah. It is it like screams Bachelor Bachelorette cover up or or some sort of funny business. Yes, because it's it's not it's not their first rodeo (laughs) in terms of leading us astray in terms of why someone is bleeding, why someone is on a stretcher, why an ambulance is showing up to the mansion. 
those are all tale as old as time yeah. as far as and, I'm concerned. And also in terms of yeah, scandal cover up. Well, just <laughs> just the way that they present it to us as though it was some real a, a rumble has yes. gone down. Like whoever was brawling with Evan, remember yes. Evan from a few yes. seasons ago? They was it Chad? It was Chad. I was just about to say I can't even remember. His I think name. it was Chad. It, was, it definitely was Chad because he was the problem. Yes, yeah. they built up in our minds yes. that. It was about to go down between yeah. Evan and Chad, remember? And there was blood. And yes. hey, guess what? They were playing football. Whoa, we're going we're going back around and around over the same dates again yes. and again, mm-hmm. turns out. Yeah. Anyways, then they were on a football group date and Evan's bleeding from the face. Yeah. And they show that in the preview and it's like, all right, this is it. Chad's going to lose it. And was this JoJo's season? Just remind yeah. me. Okay, I believe it was yeah. JoJo's yeah, season. Yeah, that so sounds right. A couple seasons ago. And um, Evan was just prone to bloody noses. Yes, he was prone to injury and, and frankly, um, injury that was inflicted upon him. But also, he did later very famously on Bachelor in Paradise fake his own death. Inflicted upon himself. Yes, and he is now happily married with a child to Carly, another Bachelor alum. I mean, you can't say it didn't work (laughs) out. I know. (laughs) He actually, he did tweet last night. He said something along the lines of like, oh no, he said it about David. He goes, he goes, big, big, um... You know, kind of like mistake on faking your own death. You have to make sure to take the bachelorette with you. Oh, <laughs> like, like if you're gonna do yes. it, do it right. Yes, like critiquing David. Get her in that ambulance. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe it didn't go quite as David had planned. But yeah. something. Anyway, something point, doesn't The point add I up. was gonna make is that has. I get that. That mm-hmm. all has been done. We've seen that play out over and over again. Like, oh, turns out the injury, the emergency, the ambulance isn't what we thought it was going to be. Yes. But this was more than that. This was like, come back from a break and all of a sudden, oh, yeah. David looked like he's been mauled by a bear. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and also, if you fall out of your bed, okay, I understand that that can happen and that, I guess, potentially could be serious, but... Why was there so much blood? Why was it he'd been attacked by a bear? I mean, unless you're falling on knives or yeah. like a glass or something, right. why was the whole place bloody? I mean, that screams producers, I guess, just making maybe rubbing blood well, or fake blood. Well, the bloody rag was just absurd. Yeah, I and then David comes back and they've blurred his face out, so we don't know what happens. But this whole thing does not add up. To it me. doesn't. It and doesn't. why would he have been stiff as a board? Golden described him as stiff as a board. It just doesn't add up. What? Did they try and play stiff as a board, light as a feather, before they brought him to the ambulance? To the hospital? That's one explanation. I mean, it's a classic (laughs) slumber party game, and I like to think of the Bachelor Mansion as just one big never-ending slumber party. (laughs) Yeah, this is But you're right, unless he fell onto a a bed of butcher knives. I haven't said this yet. It just isn't adding up. Yes, and then the call from Becca to him, where I I think I saw Raven, who, again, Raven from Nick's season of The Bachelor, uh, she tweeted last night, wow, the ICUs never sounded so good. Like David sounded like he was sitting on a lawn chair with a margarita. Absolutely. <laughs> he was charming Becca yeah. on the phone. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay, so Mary, I totally did, agree. I Something's try, wacky I know. about it. We're going to try and get to the bottom of that. I did try and ask 
former contestant Jake Enyart, the Minneapolis contestant that was eliminated. I interviewed him today, and actually, I just wondered, hey, have you been watching, and did you do you know anything more about this? Like, you know, do you have the inside scoop? This is what he had to say. Intriguing. I wish. I... I went home early, obviously, so I wasn't yeah. around all of this as it was happening. But um, it sounds like David fell out of bed. That which, is so weird. Uh, which sucks. Okay, so obviously he <laughs> yeah. didn't really have any answers. <laughs> Although I thought that answer was really funny. Um, but <laughs> the, the mystery continues with David. So let's yeah. move on to the interview okay. with Jake, though, which was pretty fun. And Absolutely. Talk about inside scoop, Mom. Amazing. The benefit of being Becca's hometown podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I felt after this interview like he totally redeemed himself. Interesting. I did. I did. I, I really... Uh, I thought he was a really nice guy, and it made me feel like I understood a little bit more about where he was coming from. And I felt like, dang, he just had kind of a a tough draw. Okay. And kind of just ended up in a situation where you're painted in a way that's really specific, and they kind of deliver that with the editing. Yep. And he really did not seem that way. Well, it was a very, um, it was a, it was a storyline that really made you team Becca, right? Which was maybe Mm -hmm. part of what they were trying to do in the beginning, even though I think she already has a ton of fans and people generally, I think, really like her as the Bachelorette, but it made you even more team Becca and even more rooting for her on that first night to feel like some guy from home is just coming around now to try to you know, hop onto her fame bandwagon, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, maybe that was part of the intention was just, let's just boost, boost, boost Becca in this moment. Which, yes. Okay. But yeah, bummer for him. If he was actually a good guy. Yeah. Did you get into the weeds of kind of deciphering what he meant by, I have no conscious memories of you? Um, <laughs> yes, I did. And Mary. did you ask him why he thought that was going to be helpful? I didn't ask him why it was going to be helpful, but I asked him why he thought he had such a transformative year. You know, it's really just growing up, but I was listening to your podcast. It's funny. You guys. (laughs) Oh, no. You jumped right to you jumped right to alcoholism. (laughs) Oh, no. I was like, give the hometown guy a break. (laughs) Crap, Mayor. Oh, no. no. People are listening to this. I in that moment was like, oh no, oh no, no. But he what? was he was super nice. Oh. But then he went on to talk a little bit more about okay, I guess why it was transformative. Okay. But I had to laugh at that moment. You know, it was a big growing up year, mm-hmm. and I think that it all comes down to sort of following my heart, um, personally and professionally. I left a job that I was deeply invested in, and started to um, pursue what made me tick. I just sort of woke up one day and was like, I'm not feeling fulfilled on any front and I need to focus on what matters. Yeah. And so I, I talked to mentors. I talked to my mom, who's highly emotionally intelligent, and got some strong guidance kind of around who do I want to be and how do I want to get there. And so last year was just a big, big year where mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm going to focus on meeting the right person and not just dating for the sake of dating and let's go let's go inside before we can go outside and so that's what i did mayor what do you take away from that 
Do you think I got swindled? Because now I'm kind of listening back. And I do happen to be the most gullible person of all time. Right, and so right. it's kind of like I'm I'm listening back and I almost feel like he kind of like bachelored me. Like you he got kind duped. of he kind of gave me all the bachelorette speak. I I I, I it sounds I mean, first of all, he listened to the podcast, and that's that was, mainly uh, what I'm fixated on. I am shocked. Like, what? And I was a little scared. He Not was, only did I, he listen, but he, like, listened. He, like, he was referencing yeah. things that we said. But I, I, you know, I mean, I felt like the alcohol thing was... A little hasty. Uh, yeah, that was jump. That was jumping to an maybe, intense conclusion. Yeah, maybe he really. I I understand that conclusion that you kind of wake up and you've partied one too many days and you're dating still and you're you know you know not that it matters but you're maybe thirty years old or older or something and you're kind of like yeah I might need to like change some things I, I'm not sure. You know, the yep. idea of myself and who I want to be is really in line with the things that I'm doing on a daily basis. So that's yep. that's how it felt to me. And um, I, I yeah, I just it, the editing, I felt like he ended up getting kind of a bad draw. <laughs> I, I'm so stunned right now. Truly. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're at a loss for words. I mean, a warning would have been nice about that. Maybe. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I, I wasn't expecting to go there first. And then. It's just how the conversation went and uh, just drop that bomb on you that he's a listener. <laughs> I'm still under the impression that it's just my mom and my sister-in-law that listen I know, to this I know. show. You regularly I'm, reference the fact well, that... Well, I'm pretty convinced that those are our yeah. two listeners. Yeah, well, you know, you can believe that, man. Well, I, guess totally now, I guess yeah. now you could say it's my mom, my sister-in-law, and Jake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three peas in a pod. I, I will say he was super impressive. I mean, yeah. whatever the level of sincerity was... I'll, I just, I kind of take people at their word a little bit. I, I do you too. You know, I'm with you kind yeah. of in that, on that boat. Okay, so let's go to oh, one. Okay. I, I, this interview happened earlier today, and it is posted in its entirety where you find the podcast. So you can go and listen to the full interview. Mayor, there is one more clip I wanted you to hear, though, yes. about his kind of interpretation of first meeting Becca. Sure. So the, the first time I remember meeting Becca, was at a Christmas party downtown Minneapolis in December. Okay. Um, at that point, she had been starting to get some press around being a part of The Bachelor, and oh, so okay. I was like, I was like, oh my god, is that that girl who knows uh, Bree and Evan and all these same people that I know? Um, but so since being home and being done with the show, I've started to analyze like when were we in the same place at the same time? Yeah. I feel terrible. I feel terrible about ever making her feel like I wasn't interested. Come to find out, a couple weeks ago, I was spending some time with her closest friends at a party, okay. and we got to talking, and everything's cool. Like it, the the air has been cleared. I feel like we're all on the same page. I would really love a chance to talk to Becca. Yeah, and I feel I feel bad about ever making her feel like I wasn't interested. But. Um, so come to find out, some people that we both know wanted to uh, set us up. And a couple years ago, I was invited to uh, Butcher and the Boar downtown mm -hmm. Minneapolis, where she was expected expecting to meet me. Hmm. But I never got the memo. And I was at a very different place in my life, just in terms of, I don't know, maturity, development, career, everything. Mm -hmm. And I walked into this party and kind of kept to myself and hung out with the guys and 
she was a part of a big group of, of women that um, I don't feel like I got to know any of them. Yeah. Um, Just doing your own thing. Like she, <laughs> and, and, and so it sounds like she might have been disappointed that I – uh, that I didn't pay any attention, but I I had no idea what was going on. And sure. It 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 feel it feels you know I feel bad like she was uh, she had this impression. Um, yeah. That well, really isn't my intention at all. So it doesn't seem as much like oh I wasn't conscious when I met you. It seems like oh some of these other friends had kind of tried to set Becca up with this guy and. This guy had no idea that that was kind of maybe a plan trying to yeah. be executed. We've all been in that situation where you're trying to fix people up and you're not, you're trying not to make it awkward. So maybe you don't clue everyone in on it. And okay, then, he, I mean, it sounded like no one, uh, that's my, again, yes. taking him at his yep. word. But yep. I was like, oh, that makes total sense. And then, wow, something that so did not play to his favor really played to his detriment, the coincidence of Two of friends of theirs trying to set them up two years ago of him making it on the show when Becca was not even the Bachelorette and then Becca becoming the Bachelorette. It's almost like yeah. it went so wrong when it could have gone so right in such a serendipitous way. Like, yeah. holy crap, can you even believe that? Like we've, you know, there. If they had gotten married, the marriage spe- speeches would have been epic because yeah. it would have been like the universe had been trying to put us yeah. together for so long. Yeah, and it just blew up in his face. Yeah, rather than that having it makes be it like a, yeah. incredible. That almost makes it a little surprising to me that the producers didn't finagle him sticking around a little longer. You know, I yeah. mean, I guess it was a pretty like strong move on Becca's part yes. to be like, nope. Yeah, I do not feel good about this. This mm-hmm. does not jive with me. I'm taking over and saying no to you on night one. But it that's really a pretty intriguing, compelling storyline. Right? So it's it's surprising that maybe they didn't try to take more advantage of what that could have evolved into. Well, and again, you would think that that was somehow set up by the producers or something, but I asked him, and again, you can listen to the full interview, but I asked him, so you had no idea it was Becca when you were selected to be on the show. No, he had absolutely no idea who it was going to be, and he was already locked in. Interesting. So it wasn't like Becca became the Bachelorette and then they went and found a Minneapolis guy or he went on there for her. Like there was nothing like that. It was completely coincidental that she ended up being the Bachelorette and that he ended up being a contestant. Isn't that insane? That is. That is. Yeah. I wonder if he'll show up in paradise. I asked him. If you did? I did ask him if he would go to paradise, and he uh, kind of said that, cross that bridge when I get to it. Okay. He said he's open-minded, but again, that hasn't happened yet, and he said, if I'm single and if I'm in a good place with work, then, you know, he's he's open to it. Uh-huh. Um, so, anyway, I think he got kind of a bad draw. Again, uh, if you want to decide for yourself, listen to the full for interview. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find it where you find you get a rose on iTunes, um, the MyTalk app, etc. Um, okay, let's move on to Chris's one-on-one. I really don't have a lot to say about this other than that Becca likes him and yeah. that makes one of us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just, I'm confused by his baby hairs. I now can't look do away from s- them. Do you see yes. what I'm talking yes. about now with that hairline? Yes. Ever since you brought it up, okay. I can't look away now. Something's going on with that hairline. I, I couldn't figure out if it's a little bit of like residual hair dye or if it's actual little sprouts of hair Mary, or yeah it looks, I don't know what know. it is Neither it's this year's 
mystery I know. as it, was yes. Ari's makeup. Men's yep. appearance mystery. We have one ah! every season of The Bachelorette. Um, I can't look away. We're going to have to talk to some sort of male hair expert, but it looks like baby hairs that he trims because otherwise they wouldn't be so perfectly across and they're perfectly trimmed like Lloyd Christmas. Makes- Second Dumb and Dumber reference of the show so far. Okay, so list running list of things that make no sense. A, the amount of blood produced by David <laughs> falling out of a bunk bed. Yeah. B, the perfectly straight and manicured yes. baby bangs coming down on Chris's forehead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These we are have... things that make no sense. Yes, on the current season of The Bachelorette. Yeah. Uh, something that uh, we should decide whether it made sense or not, Clay saying goodbye. It's so good to see you. I mean... You too. How's your arm? Actually, that's like kind of an issue right now. Yeah. It turns out that it's, you know, more serious than, than I had hoped. You know, my job is, is playing football. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it really helps me to, like, take care of some people that are really, you know, really important to me. And, like, mm-hmm. my family. Yeah. You know? I feel like it's something that I have to get fixed. And trust me, I... I want to stay and see where this goes because, you know, I could see us having something great. Mm-hmm. But I know what I have to do, and I regret it already. Trust me. Mm-hmm. That's obviously not what I wanted to hear tonight. I definitely think what I had with Becca was special. It was tough to think that I walked away from that. Clay. Sweet, sweet Clay. I felt like that was such a genuine interaction. Yeah. And when you see so many of these interactions that are, I think, really heavily supported and scripted or helped along by producers, and you see someone that it feels like that really just came from the heart and it was so just <laughs> properly communicated yeah. that I felt... I just loved Clay, and when he left, I wanted him to be The Bachelor, and I just really, really care about him now. You are invested in Clay. I really liked him, and I'm like, Clay for The Bachelor, but then I'm thinking, I mean, there's absolutely no way, because he's, again, going back to the NFL, and so you can't be The Bachelor when you're playing football. Um, Wow. Okay. Um, How do I move forward without... Just crushing those sweet, sweet, precious thoughts that you're having. <laughs> I don't want to crush them. You don't like him? I don't dislike him. Okay. But I found I find him to be a puppy. Yes. I, so he is the golden retriever, not Jordan, is what we're saying. If anyone is a, <laughs> if anyone is a golden retriever puppy on this show, yeah. it's Clay. Okay. I just find him so dear, just so precious to the point of delusional, to the point, to the point of (laughs) we are really considering. Yes. We're really considering abandoning a career as a professional football player, not (laughs) only for a woman that we've spent all of a couple of hours Mm -hmm. with total in our entire lives, Mm -hmm. but also a woman who's competing with 
Tw- 30, 20, yeah, 20 other, other guys, guys. Mm-hmm. that are still I mean it's one yes. thing to say yes. I have been in this relationship for uh-huh. years yeah. and now we're at this crossroads where I need to decide am I going to continue to pursue yeah. this career okay. that for some reason is an <laughs> obstacle to my relationship with the person that we are mutually in love with one another yes it's entirely different to be like I'm going to maybe let my wrist bones like grow out of line <laughs> and abandon my career in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Like, I guess that just I, to yes. me was preposterous. Yeah. And I found it so... <laughs> I did... What 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 I totally agree with you on is I found it so genuine, yes. which makes me feel sad for <laughs> I, know. I know. Well, Mary, when you say that, I guess I... When I, I put it that way... One, well, the, <laughs> the one thing I... I mean, any person in their right mind, too... Maybe would have just let the other team win the game. Also, like if you're kind of a level-headed person, you might go like, it's not. I mean, I'm a hockey player. I've had teammates before go, you know, I know this is a big game, but it's not worth me possibly. You know, they might have a mild concussion. It's not worth it. And so it's like in that situation, playing football on the bachelorette, you kind of go, you kind of take a moment, pause for perspective and be like, I'm not going to tr- I'm not going to try and just absolutely win this game all on my own and, and possibly injure I'm not going to injure myself on the bachelorette and right. then he did. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly so what he did. Yeah, that's like the level exactly of delusion what happened as well, yeah. And I just it just it was sweet and precious yes. and it was sugary. It was just too sugary sweet for me. Oh, I I love him. I kind of okay. like guys like that, like teddy bear guys. Yeah. So, okay, um, okay. So, you know, maybe I'll call Clay. (laughs) Oh, my god! I mean, clearly we know that he doesn't end up with Becca, so maybe he's available. And if we've learned anything from Jake, maybe he's listening right now. I think Maybe Clay is listening. Yeah, maybe. I think he's going to have no problem picking up some honey. For sure. I think there are some girls that would be really into the show that he put on yesterday. Yeah. Um, And he did just go. He did. He went balls to the wall in that game. Yeah. I mean, whoa. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Which, why, dude? Yeah, 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 right. Overheard. She overheard something. On The Bachelorette. Okay, Mayor. Well, I've I've got two quotes. They are both from Jordan this week. Great. All right. The first one is, you are the skeleton of a man, David. And I thought, (laughs) maybe that was kind of foreshadowing Uh, for later. You don't watch a show called Schitt's Creek, do you? No, I don't. I've heard it's really good, though. Oh, my gosh. It's hilarious. And the way you just said David was pure Schitt's Creek, mm. David. Anyways, <laughs> talking to you. myself over here right now. I didn't even know I said it that way. <laughs> okay. You kind of did. Okay, I've got one more, and it's also from Jordan. Attached to me is professionality. It's my face. It's the way I walk, the way I talk. So if you're going to try and attack my image, then you're never going to succeed because my image is me. Jordan makes no sense. I'm so confused. Jordan is sort of like um, Josh Murray in that he Mm. says a lot of words. Yes. But he says nothing. No. Like nothing actually uh, Mm -hmm. is, you're not able to synthesize anything that he's actually saying. Yeah. And I I honestly, I can't even, Josh Murray, I really don't like. I can't even dislike Jordan because I honestly feel like if we called him up right now, he might be cool. Because it's just such an act sort of like so, jake jake was seemed like a good guy 
I, oh, I'm just oh. still caught up on the fact that you talked to Jake. Like I, yeah. I, I haven't, haven't moved on from yeah. that yet. Yeah, we're friends. So I have a quote from Clay. Okay. This was after he went to the emergency room with a broken wrist. Okay. This is 100% my best date ever. <laughs> he really, oh, he literally no. drove away in an ambulance and it was his best date ever. Oh, I know. Again, going back to uh, what uh, the lawyer guy said early on, meeting Becca the first time was the hardest, hardest experience thing, of his whole hardest life. thing he's ever done. Clay, you know, also maybe has yep. minimal life experiences in some areas. Yes. Okay. Yes. Establishing that about some best of these guys. Date mm-hmm. ever. Best date he's ever been on. Yes. Okay. <laughs> then my next one. Oh, this one. It's it's just a little tidbit that actually brings us to another incident that happened in this date that we haven't discussed yet but it's a quote from jason Mm. and he said later on later in on the group date he said he's thrilled about how the evening has gone so far moments prior becca didn't know his name yeah (laughs) yes that's true what was your take on that do you like jason i this actually gets into something we haven't covered which is the colton and tia thing yeah becca i think was nervous about that situation yeah she she froze she froze she introduced colton and jason uh very gentlemanly or chivalrously says i knew colton was right in front of me and so kind of like takes the fall there which i thought was a nice thing to do but i think becca just she knows his name and i like him and the way he dealt with that makes me like him even more okay so while watching jason this week I just kept on thinking, he reminds me of someone. He reminds me of someone. Why does he look so familiar? All I could come up with, the only thing I could put my finger on, is that he reminded me of a 1990s heartthrob. Yes. That, so what yes. did I do? I Google searched 1990s heartthrob. And after a few moments of scrolling through my Google image results, I came up with Andrew, Andrew Keegan. Yes. So. He looks so much like him. He does. He it's does. astonishing. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so, so he, I like him. So I, Andrew I, Keegan's happy about that. Yeah. Happy to be talked about 20 years later. Yeah. <laughs> um, totally. Thought yeah. we were way done with him. Exactly. He's like, yes. Yeah. Um, back really, on uh, people's minds. Mm-hmm. Yep. Really quickly, Colton and Tia, do you have anything to say about that? I guess what I have to say is I don't think that Colton was that convincing. I think it was an absolute crime that he got the group date rose instead of Jason. Jason should oh, have gotten that rose. Yeah, that's, oh, that's and a it good makes point me there. it makes me feel like Becca doesn't really care about Jason that much because if she did care about him, she would have gone above and beyond to make him feel like I do know you, I yes. notice you, I want you here yes. and she didn't do that. That's true. So I think she's just I think she's goo goo gaga for yes. Colton and I think it's because he's super hot I think that's what it is I think yeah. that if he was less attractive she wouldn't be as persuaded by him well less attractive and less of a catch I mean he's literally physically perfect yeah, he's, he's a, a former specimen prof- uh-huh. professional football player who now runs a non-profit for for children with yeah, a, a chronic it's disease it's I mean true. it's just like r- real I mean it's yeah, amazing but right. it's kind of like he's he's the friend that you're like really dude yes like, I hate you. You're so perfect. Yeah. Yes. So, like, I want to hate things mm-hmm. about you, but yes, everything you do is so nice. I know, which makes, right. you, hate, which makes you kind of hate them. But <laughs> I don't know. I did not. I didn't think that 
anything he said had anything of substance. Okay. I at know. all. I know. I, I think he just basically said, no, I am here for you. I, know. I don't have feelings for her. And Becca was like, all right, cool. Here's the rose. I know. I believe him just because of other things. But it, it could be a case also where he's convincing himself. We've seen that so many times where they're convincing themselves that they like the person. I For sure. I don't think that he is being outwardly or intentionally deceptive. But he also very well, I think, thought that Tia was probably going to be the Bachelorette. And that's why they stopped seeing each other was because he was going on the show and it was Becca. So that is true. Um, but again, I, I, I feel like he's not a malicious person. Yeah. Um, and that he, he is genuinely trying to be there for Becca. It, but it's but he's yeah, having I don't know to try. Really, he's yeah, having but he to might try, have maybe. to try. And yeah. who knows if that'll work out in the end. Yeah. I thought it was funny how Tia handled it. You know, like when Becca and Tia were talking and Becca asked her a couple of different times, so do you think that maybe Colton thought that Mm -hmm. you were the Bachelorette? Tia was like, I mean, probably. Yeah. (laughs) Which I liked a lot. It was honest. Yeah, Yeah. she's being honest. She wasn't trying to blow any smoke or anything. And I I did feel like she was shooting Becca straight, but also being a really good friend. I mean, she was like, I love you, you know. I mean, I I didn't feel like she felt jealousy or, I mean, you know, it's an awkward situation, but I... It, it, I feel like that could be a caddy situation or something, yes. and it really wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So I but appreciated I did, that. I did think it was interesting mm-hmm. and sort of refreshing that she was like, yeah, like maybe he came on here he, thinking it was me. Because the normal girl thing to do would be like, no way. Like, he's for sure here for you. I know, but I'm the, sure he wants to get to know only you. I I'm know. just saying that's the more typical response. Sure, but I, I think we're also missing the fact that these people that are on these shows and under understand the show and are behind the scenes they yes. understand the yes. timing of all of this yep including becca so yes. becca would be like if you put the time together you know this is what we're looking at and it's like yeah definitely yeah. like i mean the, it, their season had not finished yeah tia had been discarded and by most people's perspectives they thought becca was going to win might have thought becca might win or that she did win because ari picked her yeah and behind the scenes they probably (laughs) would have known that becca was with ari they probably would have known this was when maybe becca and ari were still together for that few weeks or a month that behind the scenes people in bachelor nation would have known who ari picked yeah and so Colton might have knew Ari picked Becca and there would have been no chance that Becca was going to be the bachelorette. Right. So they're in that frame of mind that we are just not in knowing the timeline of all of these things and the information that you're privy to if you're actually in Bachelor Nation. So why? So do you think that Tia thought she was going to be the bachelorette? I think Tia was going to be the bachelorette until... Ari and Becca broke up. She oh. would probably, I, you know, I feel like I can confidently say I think she probably was the person and that they were probably already f- like starting to get ready for that because think about it. Ari picked Becca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that 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 was set and going on for about a month. So they would have been figuring out who the Bachelorette was going to be during that yeah, time. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Interesting. So, so maybe that that was going to be bad. Uh, well, yeah. I'm sorry, Tia. And going back yeah. to Jake, Jake, you know, it was very sudden and surprising for the Bachelorette to change up and be Becca. 
Like they knew behind the scenes, okay, it might be, you know, it might be this person, this person, this got person. It, they probably have it. an idea. So it was even, it was, you know, because for us, yeah, we're watching the show. We're just watching it go. It makes sense that Becca becomes the Bachelorette. When you're behind the scenes, those people already maybe know Ari's picked Becca. Okay, who's left? Who's going to become the Bachelorette? Oh, huge curveball behind the scenes. Becca is dumped by Ari. Yeah, and now yeah, yeah. she's the bachelor. I see what you mean. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. I didn't put all Ugh. of the I didn't think These about it that deep, much. Yeah. Deep yeah. bachelor, bachelorette waters we are waiting Wow. In. Wow. Okay. So my other quote, this is my only other quote, is from Leo. And he said, um Who is Leo? What? Who's Leo? The the person that is coming back in the with the face and the body of Alex. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I totally forgot. Hey. Okay, go. <laughs> okay. okay, he's talking about Mike. Okay. You know Mike? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. He says, the long hair I guy. was glancing at him at the mansion. He looked like a lovely blonde woman walking around. <laughs> I caught myself checking him out. <laughs> and yeah. I just want to say I feel like that's that's pretty spot on. Like, mm-hmm. Mike is He's very pretty. He is. He's really pretty. I like Mike. I want to see too. more from him. I want to see more of Stinkin' Ryan, the super hot banjo player. Oh, he... He, he is getting zero airtime. He says no words. I think he's the hottest one there, personally. Okay. Well, he's kind of a fish out of water. I mean, he is cute, but you can tell he's not her type because... He is unlike any other person that is there. And maybe yeah. they have nothing in common because he has seen no Certainly, airtime. Because yeah. he's, I don't even know what his voice sounds like. <laughs> yeah, me neither. He, he may as well not be there. I would pick that guy if it were me. I know. I know. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a couple right. other favorite things that happened last night. Really quickly, we have to mention the political interlude that happened. Um, basically, for the sole purpose of reading this tweet from Chris Harrison... If the summit goes well, they can forego their individual countries and go straight to the fantasy country. <laughs> How good that is that? That is perfect. I know. That was amazing. I loved it. Wow. Uh, and then one other thing we just have to point out, that the moments of the guys with the nail yeah, polish on perfect. were epic. Yes. I mean, what what an incredible thing to happen to guys that are on TV and they're taking themselves pretty seriously yes. and they don't know that the only thing that we're seeing is their nail polish. You have on nail polish. Oh. I loved it. And I am annoyed that Colton didn't have on nail polish. Yeah, me too. I, and I felt like he maybe was too good for it or I too cool for yeah. it. And I didn't like that No, vibe. me neither. Raven, I'm like, dude, put on the nail polish. Again, Raven's tweets, not that good. Oh, uh, oh okay. She was tweeting. She tweets up a storm during the show. And oh. she tweeted yesterday, like, obviously she picked Colton because he was the only one that didn't have nail polish on. And I was like, no, I probably would have sent the guy who didn't have nail polish yeah. on home. Yeah, like, get on board. This is what we're doing, man. Exactly. Like, I'm sorry, change it. Yep. And Mar, (laughs) do you know who graced us with her presence last night? Who? Soft, soft, beautiful glow of Kendall. Oh, I know. Our bright, shining light. WWKD. It was so great to be in her presence again. It wasn't it? It was. I immediately just felt a sense of calm. I feel like if Jake really has felt like he's not fulfilled in life and he mm-hmm. just hasn't known, yes. you know, where to find himself and how to move forward on a different path in a different direction, he should really be pursuing Kendall. Agree. I mean, she's going to be able to provide so much on yeah. all of those levels. Yes. Yes. I love 
Kendall, and I loved seeing her again last mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. She was definitely a bright spot. See the future. future, future. Predictions. Oh. So what happens next, next, next? I've got Colton going a long ways at this point. Mystical little sound. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I I really think that it's just it just seems like he goes a long way. And I have got like Colton Garrett and and yeah, I guess those are kind of my top picks right now. And Blake maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The reason why I I also feel pretty strongly that it's going to be Colton is because she's all she's already completely over for him like it's yeah. it's over game over i mean yeah. she's already willing to just be totally swept away yeah. by everything he has to say even garrett kind of like feels like he just falls to the he's like in the shadows and i know yeah yeah colton What's is funny? like a man yeah. cherub boy he's just i know yeah mm-hmm. not my not my particular no taste. no but it's kind Give of just more banjo ryan as again, far as i'm concerned objectively it's like okay you're a professional football player you're physically kind of perfect and and you if you're have, that kind of thing and you save children sick children yeah i mean yeah. it's just the script writes itself. Yeah. I mean, it's like I, the one credit I'll give Jordan is Jordan saying, like, what? And you're a virgin? Who wrote this storyline? Wait, like, who said that? Jordan. Oh, when, Jordan. When Jordan. There's, okay. there's a clip of Jordan when, they, when they're doing some sort of preview about Colton being a virgin where Jordan goes, who did Spielberg yeah. write this plot line? Like, it's just Colton's a little too perfect. And, Agree, and we yes. shall see what and happens. And I think that with with so little that has happened so far, like there's so the investments are so shallow at this point. Mm-hmm. The fact that she's already so willing to overlook things about him and to be convinced by him just makes me feel like it's done. Yeah, it's it's done. Yes. which is interesting because it's like I said, we're not far into this yet. Like yeah. it's not like they've I had know. these big meaningful moments with each other and now like she's in love with him and so it's like it doesn't matter that this stuff comes out of the woodwork. Yep. It's like night 3 and she's yeah. in. Yeah, you she's know? just got those doughy eyes yeah. and, and like Google-ga-ga. nothing really has happened between mm-hmm. them yet. Like yeah. they haven't even no. they haven't had a one-on-one. Mm-mm. They haven't had any real like super special moments? No. So yeah. Okay. So we're just going to have to see what happens with Colton. We're going to have to see what happened to David's face. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> new episodes of You Get a Rose are posted Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Of course, The Bachelorette airs Monday nights at 7 p.m. Check back for more, uh, more you know, fun interviews, features, that kind of thing in between there, wherever you find the podcast. Again, thanks for listening. Um, please rate and review the podcast, and we'll talk to you soon.